Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews, and convention panels. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here with Creative Playing Podcast Network. And Kelly. We are back again for RPG at Day 2023 for August the 19th. Favorite published adventure. Ah, the published adventures. Yes. Um, Well, there are some good ones and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. the original Temple of Elemental Evil. Tomb of Horrors, <laughs> uh, that type of stuff. Uh, um, I, but I spent a while trying to find this interesting one that I had when I was younger, and I can't, for the life of me, find it. And I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember. But what was really cool about it was that it was a solo adventure. You did not need a uh, a dungeon master. It had a map. It had adventure, and it you had the clues and stuff, you know. And it, it, you couldn't cheat exactly because it um, it was written in that red ink, so you couldn't read it unless you put a red film uh, over it, mm-hmm. and they gave you a little card um, that had uh, a red. Uh, uh, plastic, uh, like a you know, uh, film. So like the 3D goggles where you put exactly. it in your pocket and you can now reveal what the answer is in the card. Exactly. So you use that to, you know, uh, you know, it was really cool. And I can't, it was like an urban adventure. And I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. But of course, I'm very tired and it's been a long day. Uh, but Oh God! I'll, I'll, I started looking for it, but I couldn't find it. So, but I will it's, keep an eye out. It's gonna keep eating you up till you come up with it. It is. It is. It so is. I mean, there's oh. been a few different things use use those cool little reveal windows where you slide it in there and you can see the answer without you know cheating ahead type of deal. Yeah, but it was really nice because then you know if you didn't have a group or anything, you could still you know, play. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, you know, a lot of fun, and uh, I never completely finished it because I lost the card. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than losing <laughs> the one piece. You I know you lost that piece, you know, but it's like I could have fixed it, but then by then I kind of put it away, and then I never went back to it, and um, ah. Uh, and now, for the life of me, I don't know what happened to it. So, but of course, 
oh, there's been so many uh, years in between. <laughs> oh. So, but uh, how about you? Uh, for me, I will say the most recent one would have to be the Lost Minds of Fendelver, which, you know, coming up on their oh, anniversary shortly. Because uh, as, as pre-gens go, it, it's a pretty good one that'll walk both brand new player and a brand new GM down the path to having a fun, you know, fun adventure. I almost went with that. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I mean, it it, it 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 was well put together, and that was my big one that I liked, that they put it together. They made sure that in the adventure, you have lots of opportunity to actually use your skills and abilities without, you know, pigeonholing to the only this one ability is the right answer to the situation, mm-hmm. which totally, you know, made it a, a great pre you know, pre-built adventure module because, you know, a lot of them, you know, it's it's either short or they provide too much information. You know, it's it's like you kind of mentioned the tomb of uh, elemental evil out there. The old the original. Yeah. yeah, the old original one where they actually told you what every NPC had in their pocket for coinage was a little mm-hmm. too much information. Of course, then again. Well, I wasn't the GM for that, you know, so. <laughs> They're all bad people in that starting town. The players just don't know it. <laughs> exactly. But uh, um, but the Fendover one is very nice. And they actually have kind of like extended, you know, so if you choose to continue with those characters, um, uh, and it allows you to branch out in that area. So... Mm-hmm. Even if you don't, uh, once you've completed, like, say, the uh, the, the basic uh, adventure, it gives you enough to... Yeah, oh, um, yeah, it gives you enough sandbox that you could... Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is, like, level one to five, but it provides so much more stuff that, you know, say your group goes into the town and scares off the green dragon. Well, maybe you have to hunt him down later, you know? It definitely provided enough mini encounters around town as well as the NPCs and how the group could bond with them or the the flaws and backgrounds, how you could bond. Like, you know, let's be honest, the pre-gen that's the noble that wants to go fix up Fandelver Manor, which happens to be full of the red coats right now, the red cloaks. Yeah. You know, the, there was total progression for a whole story arc for each character there. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that the rogue used to be a used member. Used to be of a member, Red but got drummed out, basically. And you had an issue against the glass wizard. Mm-hmm. So it was Cole's motivation. Yeah, and uh, the, uh, the ranger mm-hmm. uh, wanted to save the town of, uh, you know, the oak. It was something oak. Yeah. Um, the uh, drive off venom. The uh, dragon. Mm hmm drive off venom thing because he took over what was left of her hometown uh-huh well he drove everybody out mm-hmm well the fact that everybody died from natural occurrence in her either but he got <laughs> totally blamed for it like he could make ash zombies come on he's just a green dragon he just wants slaves and minions 
Which, he wants to corrupt you. Which I totally love that they gave, you know, little little boxes for new GMs to basically give the dragon social encounters with players. Which is beautiful when someone did right what they should in character and got the group almost killed. There's the tips there for the players if they try a social interaction of what he's a sucker for. Because we all know with dragons, there's always something that will get them talking, you know. It's not just <laughs> smog, you know. All of them want to talk. They don't want to just eat all the nights out there. You know, every dragon. Well, some of them do. <laughs> well, you some eat of the nights, do. then you talk to the horse. <laughs> well, you can eat the nights and the horse. Mm. <laughs> Horse for breakfast. Mm. <laughs> well, it, it it holds better than uh, the the humans. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and of course, you know, you totally have great use because, like, uh, in the in the red cloaks base inside the manor, it's actually in the adventure where there's a goblin being beat down by the bugbears, which totally, and I swear, like. Eight out of ten groups that you run through that adventure will want to adopt the goblin being beat on if the goblin is willing to hook the group up with intel. Plug! <laughs> we adopted him. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lady and Coraline mother. so adopted him. <laughs> yeah, we did. But well, yeah. she didn't adopt them so much as... <laughs> made them into valid. Um, and one of the uh, things I loved in there is they actually added, like, it wasn't just quick static ambush on the side of the road. However, it starts with that. You know, you have this great deal of, oh, nobody's on watch. Okay, fine. And the ambush happens. But the fact that the, the encounters, each encounter had some great interaction with the environment. Like the goblin cave where they have that pond that they've built up that they can just knock out the gate and flood the flood the cave out. You know, that's totally a cool little inventive goblin way of protecting yourself. You know, besides how many goblins did they probably drown while doing that? <laughs> well, almost got a halfling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't believe I rolled those two ones and I hadn't played a halfling before mm -hmm. so I totally forgot that I can re-roll one. <laughs> oh my god I almost drowned <laughs> and of course you know I do have a uh, a secondary mention besides D&D uh, &D. Mm. I'll totally throw out there the Edge of Empire starter set the Escape from Moth Shuta. Yeah. That's a really great sandbox adventure to teach your players how to play the Edge of Empire with the narrative dice. Because it does a couple shortcuts in the first few fights to make it easier for your players. You know, it just totally gives you your initiative order so they can learn how initiative works before you roll initiative and do it in a real fight. Well, it's a nice box set because it came with the dice. Mm -hmm. And what was really interesting was that you had the pre-made character sheets, but they show how the character levels up, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so you start off with the one page for the brand new. It's like, oh, now you've got a little experience on your belt. This, you know, go to the next page. 
this is what, and it tells you how it did it and what it was doing, uh, but then it shows you the more advanced uh, mm -hmm. character sheet. So I thought that was really helpful when learning the system. Oh, heck yeah. And the, and the character portfolios are great because they're beautiful color. They give you the picture. The back of the booklet gives you the backstory, which if everybody reads it, they realize their backstories are pretty much tied together one way or another, <laughs> which totally gives you more lean into the, the actual buy-in for the characters. But the big thing, too, is it also breaks down the what your character can do on their turn. You know, with the mm -hmm. whole action, maneuver, and incidentals, which really helps your players and gives you that picture showing you what the success looks like, the advantage looks like, the triumph, and all the negative stuff. So you can look at the dice and look at your portfolio and realize, okay, this takes out this, this takes out this, and it really does guide you to, you know, getting a cool adventure. And of course, I kept that one character for a few years mm -hmm. that it was started out in there. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I very much enjoyed and, you know, I still like that character, but. Uh, oh, heck yeah. And, and it's beautiful you. in that it, it the smuggler guy is in trouble with the hut because he crashed another one of his ships. The repair droid totally knows that the Trandoshan bounty hunter ship is at the dock and what part is needed to get it flying again. The the Wookiee totally knows, you know, that he wants to kill the Trandoshan, who just uh -huh. happens to may well, or may not be there, depending on how the group plays it. <laughs> well, I mean, Trandoshans and Wookiees tend not to get along. Yeah. Um, uh, but wasn't it also he was a... The, the, the Wookiee was also... A, uh, a, gladiator. a fighter, a gladiator mm -hmm. for. Yeah, he was a slave uh, that convinced the mm -hmm. droid, the medical droid, who's medical and technical droid, to cut him free and he would get him out of there, being the muscle. Yeah. And then you have the first real mission is to get to the salvage guy in town and get, <laughs> get steal, or buy the missing MacGuffin part that the ship needs. <laughs> and of course then there was the whole should we cause a, a droid rebellion because <laughs> the guy was a jerk to his astromech which is Why? totally the you can trick him to get his astromech to giving you the part for free you can trick him you can intimidate him you know there's all kinds of different avenues you can take and then you have to run off to imperial command and control to get them to unlock the ship Mm -hmm. That was the, you know, either slice it or charm it. Mm -hmm. And then there's the whole, oh, the stormtroopers have been called in last minute. And then you get the players to have that last fun run when, oh, the Imperials have TIE fighters coming after you. And then it rolls way too well and you don't even have to worry about that fight. And another cool thing about that as a starter set, Fantasy Flight Games and now Edge Studios had a second chapter of the starter sets adventure called the long arm of the hut, which is where yeah. you guys realize that your ship can only get so far on the hyperspace fuel you have and you'll need to refuel. And conveniently there's a job you can do on Ryloth that will get you more fuel. Oh, didn't we? I think we did that one. Mm, you kind of glazed over it because we kind of bypassed it and went to the next part, which was when you go to the Toydarian planet. And you basically find out that uh, your hut friend is doing shenanigans and you're going to screw him over. And then eventually oh. some gamer groups go back and kill Team of the Hut. 
Because when you got a hut coming after you, there's only one way to deal with it. And that's strap on a metal bikini. Yeah. <laughs> Choke the bastard until he dies, right? One of my earlier they Star Wars groups, the, uh, one of the bounty hunters was a uh, Trandoshan sniper. And basically shot a hole in the hut with a disintegrate array. And then the other guy took a thermal detonator and stuck it in the hole with his hand. And then the thug of the group cut the guy's hand out because he got stuck. Because the hut Good. grabbed his hand like, what are you doing, little one? <laughs> well, it is and, really hard to kill a hut. Mm-hmm. And I totally gave them, since they shot a hole through his layers... Inside his body, that it totally bypassed that obnoxious soak of tan. Yeah, cause that oh, that soak. I mean, those huts with those pis- those pistols they have that are the equivalent of a, a cannon from somebody else. But it was funny because that group they actually managed to kill Timo. <laughs> Good. That's not easy to do. And it took like two attempts to finally get him. The first one they only took part of his tail. Ooh, bastard. Yeah, and you don't want an ant hut angry at you. More importantly, you don't want an embarrassed hut clan. You did what to my cousin? Ho, 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 ho. Oh, oh, oh. So I, I think that definitely covers our favorite published adventures. And we're totally going to have to see if we can find that one you're talking about. Like, I know. I'm like, i got to see if I can. I know there's totally a few different game systems that use that kind of technique. And they're all super obscure ones, too. (laughs) Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will be back with a very poignant question for tomorrow regarding the future. Dun, dun, dun. In the year 2041. In the year 2525, <laughs> if man is still alive. Hey, that was a good post apocalyptic cheesy show. No, it's a song that was. I used to listen to the classics, the old, the cl- the old, the oldies, but goodies. <laughs> oh, so I take it you never watched Cleopatra twenty five twenty five? No. Yeah, there was a really bad B series back when Hercules: The Legendary Journeys came out. No, no, and it had uh, Zoe I'm talking from about Firefly. the song from the uh, um, I think it was the seventies, not the sixties, mm-hmm. but. But that song was their theme song for the intro. Oh. Really bad cheesy. Oh. Zoe was the head scavenger of these, these badass trio of gals. No, I, I wasn't familiar with that show. Oh, you have to look it up. Cleopatra 2525. Super cheesy. Yeah. Super cheesy. Alrighty, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the 5th Edition and Ragnarok and roll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.